0: The atmosphere in Hutton is a little smoky this evening, as if the whole station had been used to prepare kippers. Though, strangely, the only chair that smells of fish has Apology Officer written on the back. Pilots hang out in the bar, regaling each other with tales of how they rescued ungrateful passengers from burning stations. And, yes, doesn't the green goo on the outside contrast well with the colour of the fiery interior? The docking pads are in constant use as a, as pilots land refuel, wave a weary o seven and take off again through the haze strides a group of strong characters walking purposefully down the corridor, their shoulders erect, their stance confident as if they were auditioning for the right stuff, as the smoke swirls around them, making them even more attractive than they were before, if that's possible, and behind them are the presenters who scuttle into Studio 5 and take their seats just in time to hear.
1: Our mic's alive! Good evening once again, and welcome to Hutton Orbital Live. After the excitement of last week... We're looking forward to a slow Newsweek, putting our feet up and having just a little banter.
2: I take it you've not been keeping an eye on things.
0: There's no way we can top last week, is there?
3: Just you wait, it sounds like there's more chucking than we've seen in a long time. All sorts going on. Ooh, did you say all sorts?
4: I love licorice.
0: You silly boy, I mean there's lots going on. And just to prove Norma right, here are the headlines.
1: Last night? I'll be lucky if I can last until the interval.
0: Twas on the good ship Venus. My God, you should have smelt us.
5: Hotbox has a hard election and it could swing either way.
3: We wave a fond farewell to a well-loved sight in our skies.
4: Harold takes one for the team.
2: The Underground Overground Railroad runs rings around evacuation.
4: Is it right to have a bubble with this many people, even if everything is well?
3: I spy with my little eye. Something beginning with C. Yes, community.
1: Despite all of the brouhaha surrounding the last night of the mugs, and whether or not it would include words, or just subtitles for the resounding chorus, in the end, the event went off without a hitch, despite starting with a little rattle. One of the performers was nearly late because she had to get her baby sitar, and at least one of the players was harpist. No one knew whether the event would be spoiled without all the posh people bobbing up and down in time to a tune that only they can hear, or comically sounding a horn at inappropriate moments, like a manic vuvuzela salesman, or having to pay £20 for a glass of something fizzy and inoffensive. Still, with the organist pulling out all the stops, Stephen Benedetti's sister Nicola having a lark whilst playing, even though her Scottish accent's no better than his and she was missing out on liquidating in his hot tub, and both of the audience members singing the profit margin never really mattered at all for all they were worth at the end, this year's event finished on a high note, as could be expected, even if it was only Alvin that could hear it.
0: Historians have unearthed an old document from the year 2020 when they were speculating about the possible causes of gases in the upper atmosphere of Venus, specifically the gas phosphine. There has been some corruption of the file over the last millennium but from the fragments that they've managed to put together they believed that the gas was caused by flying penguins, though no explanation was forthcoming over how the penguins got to Venus. As to date, no conclusive evidence has ever been found for a sphenocidic space program. Except for the vague suggestion that they may have made their rockets from millions of small, chocolate-scented pieces of aluminum, bearing their image. Our extensive research did initially lead us down what was almost literally a blind alley, as misspelling phosphine with an E led us to spend much time investigating the other phosphine, which is where you can think that you might see light if you rub your cl- uh, on your closed eyes. Or by take, taking certain drugs. Seeing things that are not there is one of our specialities, but after a few hours of rubbing various substances into our eyes, we decided that we needed another approach. Using Occam's razor tells us that A, Occam did not have a beard, and B, to always go for the simplest explanation. So we can conclusively reveal that the noxious gases are present on Venus because that's where Simon's ancestors originated and that they must have moved to Glasgow at some point in their evolution due to a misunderstanding about being able to see Uranus without a telescope. How dare you.
5: <laughs> Hot box is a hard election and it could swing either way. I didn't see erection on the radio, that's good, isn't it? Hi, I'm back again with another poll. Whoa, wait, it isn't an apology this time, it's some actual news, good news even. Hotbox elections have started. Well, good news apart from that misspelling. The grammar and spelling pedants have been on the com non-stop ever since the post went live. Yes, you are right, it should have said gentlemen not gentlemen. On behalf of Hutton, and Hutton in general, and Hotbox specifically, I am very, very sorry. We will all hang your heads for a minute of shared shame. Nominations went live on Monday for the next Hotbox Leader, or Hotboss, due to the current one failing his last psyche valve. Apparently wearing a canary yellow flight suit and singing My Little Buttercup while doing the backstroke along the parade means you can't be in charge of Hotbox anymore. I mean, who knew? We also have to observe the bylaws for the constituency of O'Connor City and Van Manen's Star, which dictate that we have to have a new leader every solar year. Nominations close on Monday 21st for Hotbox commanders to lumber their friends with the Hotbox title for a year. This year's nominations are Paul Jarrett Hayes with the slogan Shawside is on your side, Stephen Birch with the guilt-provoking I won't win, Andrew Swaziland with Swaziland so good to name the country after me, Robert Burns with the slogan, What do you mean indecency? It should be gross indecency. Look at the size of it. And, uh, Oh, no! Ah, oh, some doughbender nominated me. What's that all about? Look, if you hate me that much, why don't you just come round and post some dog poo through my letterbox to a normal person? You big fish biscuit. Fine, I'll go with, eh... Uh, make Hotbox Sorry again. Okay, so... Tune in next week when voting will be live and candidates share their election promises which you expect will last about as long as a Scottish summer. Until then, happy Bat Appreciation Day and Batman Day. Remember, your vote counts. It counts as one vote.
3: And now it's over to our outside broadcast unit where our roving reporter's, Hollow me, has just arrived. Hello, this
2: is Harry Balzac. And this live report is coming to you from just outside the airlock of the famous Gnosis megaship, where a group of tourists are watching a man in a threadbare white coat, juggling buckyballs and making models of animals from small pieces of aluminium that he's tearing from his hat as I enter this iconic structure. The Canon research ship, no longer cutting edge technology thanks to the event of fleet carriers, has had a refit and is setting off on voyages around the bubble as a combined tour bus and floating museum. Where the antimatter magnetic containment fields once held firm against the raging forces of nature, a souvenir shop sells Thargoid keychains and books such as My First Xenomorph. Freezers that once held the samples of deadly toxins gathered from around the galaxy have been reused as tables by simply throwing a tablecloth across them. And the huge vats of bubbling noxious liquids have been replaced with a Lucky Dip water ride, where a small fee gives you access to 15 minutes of being sprayed at odd intervals, buckets of brightly coloured solution being thrown over you, and lasers ensuring that you keep your arms inside the car at all times. As a nice touch. At the end, you can optionally pay for a photograph of whatever mutation you've acquired during the ride which can also be used by your relatives to display at your funeral. It's not just about having fun on the new gnosis. There are still echoes of the serious studies that Canon used to conduct in the form of various posters on the walls with arcane diagrams, which have all been defaced with moustaches, male genitals, or even male genitals with moustaches in some likely exhibits. Unemployed scientists lurk in dark places The only sign that they're there is the slight slap of their sandals as they shuffle about, the vague smell of leather from their elbow patches, and the whispers of, Wanna buy a signed copy of the Codex? Fake smiles are plastered on all the staff, and we know that what they're really waiting for is a call that says, Attention all scientists! Thargoid attack underway! This is no drill! And for them to reply so say we all as the drums reach fever pitch all we know it's that we're glad the change of role wasn't because of the biscuits
4: if the combination of salty pirates blockades of popular systems in open by dastardly do wrongs and thog the mighty lurking on the fringes of human civilization weren't enough to make everyone sleep with the light on it's all going a bit pear-shaped in galactic politics not content with making Hutton truck a truckload of people out of four stations in the bubble by setting fire to them, evil terror types have now struck out at one of the Empire's most famous families. Harold Duval, Pretty People's Princess, Ashling Duval's dear dad, has been done in. Yes, he's been sent to meet his maker. He's taken a beam laser to the unmentionables. If he wasn't immortalized in statue form in his hometown, He'd be pushing up the daisies. He has ceased to be. He's drawn his last breath, and what's more, he didn't have enough for the rebuy. More from Commander Wotherspoon later, but between that and someone finally working out the NSS—yes, that's the no, she's silly—news that Starship One was sabotage. Hands up anyone who hadn't worked out that particular nugget yet. The advice from Hutton Orbital is that everyone should just do a whole lot better to get along. Like a famous man once said, be excellent to each other and party on.
2: Following on from the last news article, and of course Flossie's excellent and rather excited return to form last week, Hutton have done what they do best and thrown themselves into the fiery fray with wild abandon. Yes, with four stations on fire, and fire control crews unable to bring the Thargoid tech-induced Inferno under control, scores of truckers have been loading passengers onto any vessel they can get their hands on, and hauling them to waiting rescue megaships. Entarius Fusion, Meister of the Hutton Helper and Event Data Supremo, was quick on the draw, and brought tracking systems online in double-quick time giving truckers away with which to watch the ongoing rescue efforts. The numbers have been absolutely staggering. By the time of this broadcast, we are expecting 540,000 people to have been safely removed from the stations. No fewer than 15 commanders are now clocking over the 10,000 mark on people rescued. Their truck advisor ratings are staying high with only a small number of particularly demanding passengers insisting that Tiddles the cat should come too, or I need 15 tonnes of battle weapons being a reasonable request in response to the instruction, take only the essentials. There are reports that these requests have been summarily ignored. Topping the tables with over 40,000 tonnes are Hutton regulars, Texas Stew and Funky Abigail with notable names including the Major General who cut short his trip to Colonia, Suavus and a hanky clone hot on their heels. What is also encouraging is that there are a large number of pilots new to Hutton who have made their mark on this effort. Intarius is reporting that sign-ups for the Hutton Helper are higher than they've been in many a month. There has, of course, been a casualty. Our very own Commander Flossie, Queen of the Community-Created Community Goal and Reporter Extraordinaire had to be rescued from inside a burning station. Not once, but twice. All in the line of duty, of course, as she was cataloguing the rescue efforts with her Galtax 3000 digital camera. This modern camera drone uses virtual reality control, but unfortunately the subject material was so absorbing that she didn't notice A. How long she'd been taking snaps for and B. Whether the ship had drifted over a pad activating any station auto defence systems. We're happy to report that passing Hutton Trucker scooped up an escape pod and due to her ongoing title of the Pilots' Federation's favourite didn't have too large a rebuy cost with new community goals having launched today as well as forthcoming exciting news from the hot pit team about alvin's ongoing expansion plans truckers will be spread thin but we know we're up to the task if you've not yet signed up to the hutton helper you can visit hot.forthemug.com and we're reliably informed that everything you need to know is hidden there somewhere
4: We have a mostly steady bubble this week. There are still too many, about a third, of our systems with excessive influence, but only Avic is too low. We should work for everyone except Sirius Corp and EDF in Avic to stop the permit hunting Sirius supporters from stealing our influence whilst also avoiding any PVP war scenarios. In the systems that are too high, we need to keep on and keep an eye on WISE08550714. LP245 10, Wolf124, LP525 39, PSPF LF2, said it right, Remenson, Wolf1481, and Luton145 141. Treppin needs particular attention, as not only is it too high in influence, yesterday it was the highest of all our systems before it took a much needed drop overnight but we also need to support Treppin Energy in their war to keep a buffer between the CIA player faction and ourselves. While this has been going on, Treppin Values Party have used the war to make large gains and leapfrog the CIA and Treppin Energy, so we need to make sure that external forces are not exploiting Treppin Values Party for their
5: I appreciate the excitement with the rescue missions and the new CGs, which Flossie will tell you about later, but we mustn't let that create a situation in our own systems. Over in Colonia, we've got, got the, 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 the ins- in there. That's right, however did you guess. I think we want to win that, but it doesn't really matter as we'll do it again in a week or so. Everything else over there is fine, and I hope they've got the kettle on. I just set off on a bickeyball ball run. I know the BGS have been a bit quiet and dare I say it dull recently, but watch this space. Alvin has spotted something shiny and he's looking to bring some excitement to the galaxy. Over to Norma.
3: Here is this week's update on community organised events. We have the final results of the Exigious and Bookie Ballers Colonia speedrun, The idea was to get from Buckyball's home station of Rebuy Prospect to Jack Station in Colonia as quickly as possible with prizes of Steam gift cards and ship paint jobs up for grabs and our short link is bit.ly slash colonia speedrun the results do show how much engineering can help when tuning your ship for specific purposes as the winner of in the engineered non hot box class was Commander Ravenov in a time of 1 hour 14 minutes 44 seconds, whilst the winner of the unengineered non hot box class was Bob Dubrovnik and his time was 3 hours 41 minutes 38 seconds, nearly three times as slow. For the hot boxes, Marky P4334 came top in the engineer class with 1 hour 57 minutes 46 seconds which beat the time from the sole competitor in the Unengineered class Cliff McLean with an astonishing 6 hours 9 minutes 38 seconds which we assume must have included a vacation on a planet that he encountered en route. The Dark Wheel continue their efforts to find Draxler They swept both wars 4-0 as predicted and are now number one in system LTT 5455. They are looking to go pending expansion from there by Monday to Tuesday. And that jump will take them to the test site for phase 1. So, they are also continuing to climb in HR 4979. Everything is progressing exactly as predicted last week. Rumours that members of the Pilots Federation on Seoul have been avoiding black cats, responding promptly to chain letters and making sure that their horseshoes are the right way up have not been confirmed. Worried us, said one representative. Why we aren't giving it another thought? Pass that salt cellar, will you? Malice XR3 is looking for commanders to sign up for tomorrow's, that's Friday the 18th of September, if you're listening to the recording, regular mug meet at Hutton Orbital. Organised by Malice XR3 from 21BST, the commander writes, It's a new month, so with that comes another mug meet, though this one is slightly different to the usual. Yumi, the illustrious and occasionally short-tempered flight control officer of the FTM's Alvin's Paw, has decreed that we need to have a clear out of the Paw's inventory. So this means a couple of things. Firstly, the one-to-one scale tower defence games in the storage space will cease. Secondly, I might get my quarters back. A mattress made of cargo crates isn't the most comfortable. But mostly, most importantly, gives a window for both some profits and to introduce those imperial types to the benefits of book ownership and Alvin's fluffy leadership. To that end, we'll be heading to the imperial-owned system of Pandemonium, apt name especially where Helpbox is concerned, to empty the paw, spread the Hutton word and make a few credits into the mix. Hope to see you there and mug. those SRV Slotball crazies have announced the third and final episode to be run on Sunday September the 27th and they've called it Cell Block Riot details are in their discord channel and you can get an invite by going to, to bit.ly/slotball And that's all the news we have from the community organised events this week. But Flossie will be along later to tell us all about our honorary CCCG and the two new non-CCCGs.
1: And that was the news. Um, Welcome to the rest of the show. It's Thursday again. It's us again. And uh, this time we have a a different mix of crew in the studio. Um, We've got a a few missing and um, a few familiar uh, faces. You can't see them. Voices even. And um, yeah, well, anyway, let's go through the list. Um, Amelia, are you there?
0: Hello. Are
1: you seamless this evening?
0: I am so, so seamless.
1: Have you got your teeth in, ready for your bit? Uh, yes. I won't promise we haven't written any tongue twisters for you when you're reviewing the uh, the vacuum krill later.
0: <laughs> as long as I don't get reverb, I'm OK.
1: Oh, that, that's OK, that's OK. Uh, <clears throat> and then we have Dead Meat GF, who may or may not have recovered from a bad case of the stutters, stutters technical stutters, not, not personal ones. Are you there, Dead Meat GF?
4: I have no idea. Am I there?
1: You're a bit garbly, but you're vaguely here. That's very and strange. Well, that yeah, is very unusual.
6: Mm.
1: And and we've got uh, Commander Flossie, who's still all excited about the CGs, aren't you?
3: Oh yes, I am. Yes. <laughs> and we
1: gonna have a sing along with you later around the campfire?
3: <laughs> oh yeah, look forward to that.
1: And we have the Commander Palantir Good evening. Oh, I was about to say who's sounding smooth as usual, but you spoilt that. I had that line all lined up, and then you squeaked at me.
2: Well, it's just the way I
1: am. Yes, and of course the apology officer. Hello, Stunt Glaswegian, and and standing uh, standing stand in hot hot pit bit.
5: Did you just call me a stunted Glaswegian? <laughs> no, 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 no. There was no why <laughs> in anything I said. There at all. You're from Glasgow. you stunt. stunted. <laughs> yeah, stunted Glaswegian. <laughs>
1: Um, so that, that's the crew, and obviously we, we have Commander Ventura rapidly running around with a fire extinguisher trying to put out fires on the decks this evening. Good evening, Commander hello. Ventura. Hello, hello. Oh. Um, yes, I don't think anything's caught fire in such a way it's not recoverable at the moment, but um, we, we shall we shall carry on. It's hot, Hopefully you know, not. This is what happens. Anyway, um, I think first thing we need to say is, is happy birthday to uh, Mr. Benedetti, who's,
3: mm.
1: having had the week off last week, taken some more time off to go After and celebrate. Happy birthday. Happy birthday Stephen, yes. Um, uh, Mr Benedetti has joined us on the live show a number of times, been part of all sorts of bits and bobs, and um, a hard-working member of the community management team over at the Pilots' Federation, and um, yes, I imagine he's enjoying a a glass of something tasty um, for his birthday. Is it today or is it tomorrow? Uh, I think it's actually today, isn't it? I'm sure Commander Wotherspoon will pop up and tell us in a second, but uh, happy birthday Stephen. Yeah, Will tweeted him this morning,
2: said Happy Birthday and asked him at ten AM whether he'd opened a bottle yet. So yes, I imagine he's he's fine. Gives you an idea of you an idea of the pressure at Frontier Towers.
1: Yes, made in Scotland from girdles. Course, yeah. I mean Girdlers. I mean Girdles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um anyway, it's been a it's been a really busy couple of weeks. I mean obviously we were all dead excited last week about um Galnet coming back, and we've got more from Galnet this week. I know Commander Watherspoon's been working overtime trying to keep up with it. So rather than doing his sort of Tuesday for Live Radio and Thursday for us, it's, oh my giddy, Alvin, there's another Galnet news article coming out. Um, And then rapidly trying to summarise it, do the research and get a video out there. But we do have a piece from Commander Watherspoon later. But, my word, we put out the appeal last week during the show, for people to go and do the rescue missions. And then it all went a bit mad. Obviously, um, Interius Fusions fired up the um, the Hutton Helper special page, the event page, on hot.forthemug.com. You click on current events and you'll see it on there. In fact, shortly to be joined by a second one, I understand, for the CGs, once Flossie's told them, you know, told everybody about them. But the numbers are outrageous. I mean, I, th- I think Vegas took an early lead but then had to go back to work or something, or go back to Colonia. But uh, does anybody have a couple of the stats handy? Uh, yeah. So, topping the table at the moment, Flossie, as you were taking photographs, you were taking notes at the same time while blowing up, which was dedicated of you. So who's running in top place on the passenger rescue totals at the moment?
3: Uh, Texas Stu.
1: With, with what? Yeah, a couple
3: of hundred? With, uh, well, um, hang on, let me just refresh the page. It's going up by the second. That's not going to help. It'll go up again. Fifty-four thousand three hundred and ninety-eight.
1: And and we'll, we'll see if we can get somebody in the background to do a quick calculator about how many Type Nines full that is. Um, but yeah, fifty-four thousand. Now, Funky Abigail, I think, is, is sort of racing to catch up. Obviously, they're yes. they're on different time zones, so Texas Stew accelerates and then Funky Abigail catches up. And yeah, they, they've been chopping and changing a bit. On forty-four thousand yeah. for Funky Abigail. Well done, Abigail. Yeah. But in fact, we've got the top sixteen people are now over the ten thousand mark, which yep, is that's right, yeah, Total matters a lot of regular names in there. The Montgomery Python, we've got Infinite Dreamer, Commander Aden's just snuck into the top sixteen there as well. There's a few names I don't recognise. Syriac Ulrich and and uh, Palantir might know. Has Syriac earned a Hutton decal yet for trucking services?
2: I think that name brings a bell, but I'm just going to. It's only check a recent what's... one.
1: If so, it's not a, it's it's not a, a trucker of long standing here. I can do this. we But, um, yeah, there's, there's definitely a few names up there. there Darkness CS 101 and No, Syriac does not 18th. have one, do No, well, Sy- Syriac is, I think, well on the way to earning a, a trucking decal there, and it's one of our newer commanders. That's an astonishing title. Darkness CS 101 is also another new commander. Seapot, um, obviously, Hojo the Fool is an old hand now having oh, been yeah. named a number of times in the last few weeks. But we've got Aldous Kierkegaard and, I mean, loads of new names we've never seen before on the tops of the list as well. So we found some lurking truckers that didn't know they were good enough to be Hutton truckers, but they are. It's Super Bob not, 702. Number 21, there's this Flosie. Is, is that, is that how
2: Flosey? <laughs> Flosey. <laughs> That's <how> it's that Flosie? Flosie. as pronounced. <laughs>
1: renamed to Smashy and Crashy no um, Flossy. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. uh, next yeah,
2: time. Floozy Flossy. that's what
1: I
5: usually get <laughs>
2: yeah, don't worry next time put the handbrake on Flossy when you leave your ship you'll be alright <laughs> no, don't, I mean, don't forget me 30. I'm in 38th
5: position you, you're in 38th
1: position let's have a look yeah, I'm no, in 38th position I, yeah. I just read mm. that as JCB Digger but you're not JCB
5: Digger no, there, I'm there not a JCB oh, Digger okay. no. no Marco 2612
1: and I mean, there's loads of names: Chuck Serralis, there's uh, Tucker Clellan, I mean, loads of people we've never heard of before, and not really sort of um, reached the sort of the heights on trucker stuff. So it's great to have loads of new commanders come and join us in this mission. But we have um, not not one, but two missions now. Maybe even
3: three, Flossie.
1: Was she going to talk about mm. later?
3: Uh, two new CGs. Two CGs.
1: Oh yep. dear! And some. Ex- we were hoping that the evacuation we'd managed to get it over and done with by this um, this Thursday, and get everybody out of there. I managed to get back to sort of sticking it up with sticky plasters and gaffer tape and cable ties, but it's not to be. Half a million by Hutton is not enough
5: to get everybody yeah. off these things. God, what is left in those stations that still got your bum?
1: <laughs> well, exactly. It's been on fire. Would I mean, anything that's been on everything. fire for that long? Yeah. I think somebody must be shipping in flammable stuff. Yeah, there must be some bringing in gin.
5: <laughs> are, they used, are they using hollow flames?
1: <laughs> oh, if we find that hollow projector, and of course there is a strong suspicion that um, Captain Beard, uh, Arthur told me himself, is leaning on the um, clonomat device, pumping clones out as fast as we can rescue them as well. <laughs> so um, we, ha- we are going to start doing DNA testing on everybody leaving, just to check they're not identical to the last one that left. <laughs>
5: Um, I thought it was just because all those people were from Mackenzie, really, but they've all got the same nose. Now, what kind of tartan are they wearing? Oh, oh I don't know. Mackenzie? Um, McRescue. <laughs> <laughs> McRescue tartan. Yes, the one
1: with the brown streak down the back. Anyway, yeah. oh dear, that's, that's gone downhill very quickly, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, Right. Well, so uh, yeah, there's lots of, lots of new stuff. And then there were things in the news which Commander Wotherspoon's going to be talking about. I mean, there are stories that we hadn't forgotten about, but we were a bit sad because they'd never ended. Things that started. this Starship One. Um, and uh, Wotherspoon's going to go through the, the recap on that one. But as we said during the news, is anyone actually surprised that it has turned out to be sabotage? Really? 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 Really?
5: No. 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 Yeah. It was obvious. Not really. No. No. Um
1: but again, then who are we gonna stick the blame on for this one? Who had the most to gain by getting rid of a presidential candidate? Or was it Halsey was was he president or presidential candidate at the time?
5: Uh Jasmina Halsey was president at the time.
1: Oh she was Jasmina Halsey, yes. So she was president yeah. at the time. Who had the most to gain by getting rid of the current president? Zachary Hudson might know. Yeah, we we'd have to ask. Yeah, we're gonna we're keeping our beady eye on that character. We're not big fans of Hudson. Obviously, he's got some unsavory tastes, and um, including trying to expand into Hutton space regularly and prevent us doing what we love. So, we, boo Hudson! Boo, um, and a big orange
5: yeah. face. Yep,
1: yeah. and his silly hair.
5: Silly hair.
1: Yeah. and and his his hatred of things like facts, which he refers to as um, fake news.
5: Yep. And he's yep. a rational fear of escalators? Oh yes,
1: or walking down steps. Um, or anyway, walking up so steps. Or walking up steps or walking anywhere. But um, so so yes, there's there's that whole story going on there. And in fact, the pilots' federation were online earlier this evening. In fact, they overran this evening. They decided to get in their SRVs and start hooning around, so we couldn't start our show. Um, and um, I've lost the train of thought on that one because something just popped up in front of me.
5: I think what happened was that. Arthur caught a sight of himself in one of the monitors and he became transfixed. Oh, probably. But they, they,
1: they were they were talking about talking about earlier about the fact that there are lots of little stories and they're trying to encourage the Galnet news reporters to go and tie up and investigate some of these long-standing stories. So there, mm. there is bound to be more to come. So we were sort of trawling through the archives with Commander Wotherspoon, trying to find all those things that we wish we knew more about and had finished properly.
2: You mean like wearable computers, that kind of thing?
1: Or the talk, wasn't it the talk one that mm. one, or was it the mm, yeah uh, and the data slate oh, ones? And, yeah, mm. anyway. Um, so we've, we've got those, we've got the CGs, there's been lots going on in the community as well. Obviously, we've got the hotbox, hot boss, yep, stuff coming up. Which, um, for, there was somebody who was very confused. What, what Hutton changes leader regularly? No, Hutton has a leader, Hutton no. leader is Alvin, hotbox. and Alvin does not change. Hotbox is the O'Connor based subdivision of Hutton um, who fly with their thumbs instead of their hands.
5: Yeah. Think, think of us as a remedial learning class. You, you won't go far wrong.
1: Anyway, and there's a rotation there for the leadership of that. So this year has um, been uh,
5: Corey. Yes, Corey. Mr. Venezia. Mr. Venezia, so it's been yes. So Corey, Corey James Venezia. Um, and, he's and last been, year
1: was the Rampage.
5: Last year was the Rampage. Before yep. that was the was the Giddler.
1: I've forgotten about the gridler.
5: yeah that was andy griddler um, yes. and before him it was andy tuffrey
1: yes yeah, squibbo squibble
5: immortalized yeah. in the song immortalized in the song yes infamously yep. immortalized in the song
1: um so uh, obviously there, there have been four or five that um have they don't throw their own hat into the ring somebody else throws their hat into the ring for them because it's him or her or them yes yeah, the
5: you can throw your hat into the ring, but nobody's generally that much of a masochist, so you generally get nominated, if you know well, what. I, mean.
1: have, I have noticed that you've managed to all nominate each other at the moment. Yeah. So everybody in Hotbox
5: is fair game. Yeah. There, there follows an elaborate game of musical chairs and whoever loses becomes Hotbox leader. Yeah, so who's going around nicking the chairs so that somebody falls over hilariously and ends up with oh, the job? That, that'll be Rampage. because uh, No, that'll be Corey, because he's not allowed to stand again this year.
1: Oh, so he gets to sit while everybody else runs around him in a circle.
5: Yeah, yeah. All right. It's okay. difficult, he, definitely to do with a jacket on, but he'll manage. <laughs>
1: yeah. You stick a leg out, somebody trips up, it's them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. But obviously, if you are a pilot on Team Hotbox and you think you've got what it takes to be the hot boss for the next 12 months, mm-hmm. then um, do, do get somebody to nominate you or point and laugh, whichever. Yeah,
5: um, exactly.
1: The, the tasks generally involve um, keeping an eye on the rest of them and, and stopping them doing naughty things. Yep. And um, helping organize, um, well, it's not just Hotbox specific events, but um, yeah, Hotbox run events that everybody joins in with. But um, well, we, general, we generally have
5: yeah. we generally have events people who will do that. So Andrew is the guy who's he's taking up the mantle of the uh, the regular mug meets. So he arranges them for hotbox and you know, PC guy PC people can arrange that for themselves if they want to join in as or well. Or we join but, in because obviously
1: with the with the yeah. fleet carriers, you send Alvin's paw somewhere, we can all get on it. It doesn't matter whether oh, you fly yeah, with absolutely. your thumbs
5: or your feet or your ears or you know. Yeah. But um in terms of mug meat, we generally do that hunting, but we're not doing that a hunting tomorrow. Um so it's going to be out in pandemonium tomorrow and we're gonna offload everything that we've unloaded to alvin's paw and uh flog it all we, we understand there's a big car boots so we're going on there um so we're going to go and sell off all the stuff that's in the hold
1: okay well anyway so if you're a glutton for punishment and obviously it does mean you would get dragged onto this show probably at least once maybe once to introduce yourself to everybody and and lay down your manifesto after you've been elected so these are the things i promise to do that i, I will do my best not to yeah <clears throat> dodge. yeah pretty much
5: yeah yeah Free biscuits, um, things like that. You know, chocolate biscuits in the in the hot box office, that kind of thing. You know, it gets lonely yeah, and down I... in down in the lower rotunda. We get lonely down there, so the biscuits help.
1: Yes, yeah, they do. Oh, now and, and um, LCU, no full like one. I think seems to be fairly glad that the biscuits aren't to blame for the explosions. Palantir, I mean, you were uh, you were talking to LCU, and there was a strong suspicion that the Thargoid biscuits might have been the guilty party in the goo that was all over the station. Well, I mean, it's the right colour. It's the right substance, and that's those biscuits
2: are notoriously unstable. Yes. dip them in the wrong temperature tea, and pff, you know, everywhere it could go everywhere.
6: Mm.
1: Yeah, you you detonated. Mm. Yes, um, the, yeah, the, the, these yeah. biscuits are. And if, you, uh, that's why if, if you've called
2: ever dodgy been, jammers, you
5: know
1: <laughs> dodgy jammers. Yes,
5: <yeah. laughs> if you've ever been to the place in the parade that does. Uh, pie and a pint for one credit you know that dargoy biscuits aren't the worst thing you've ever eaten
1: <laughs> oh no definitely not the late night kebabs on the way back from the studio after we finish this broadcast are uh, potent as well
5: it's, it's next is next to the clone shop put it that way
1: <laughs> oh, yes. oh the the mind boggles the mind boggles um right so um does anybody before we 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 uh, finish up there oh uh, well that's just test So somebody turn the dial back up on the dead meat and see whether we've fixed the dead meat yet dead meat are you fixed yet
4: I don't know. I can hear myself perfectly.
1: Well, well, we'll give it a go because obviously we talked briefly in the uh, hot pit bit about a potential expansion.
4: We did, yes. Alvin's spotted something shiny
1: and is wagging excitedly in that direction. Um, yes, it's, and his tail as well. <laughs> well, yes, um, and it, it's the, the there's a wolf system that doesn't appear to have anybody else in it as well. Yes, is it the wolf it's five five twenty? No, what is 90, it? Five, five six two. Wolf 562. What do we know about Wolf 562? Do we know anything about it? We know it's shiny, which in Alvin's terms means it's a
4: fairly high-tech system.
1: It is a high-tech system, a population of 60 million people. Um, it doesn't appear to have anybody else in there that's going to get upset if we go. And it is the site of Berners-Lee Terminal. Yes, a famous chap. You know, we could try and take over the airways by taking over the, the worldwide wobble, one well, yes, station at a time.
4: We 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 might be able to get to get him to fix my internet issues from tonight.
1: Oh possibly. Well see that that's maybe the this may be what we need. We need to go there and, and just uh, find, you know, Berners Lee's head in a jar on a rack somewhere and say just just come and help us fix this as well. And um, but also there's an interesting place on the planet called King's Inheritance, and we're wondering whether some mad uncle of the Hanky has left him something over in Wolf 562. Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. Anyway, so we'll be looking at that. It doesn't mean we just go mad and expand and randomly land there. We've got a bit of work to do beforehand. So I think we're going to be keeping an eye out in the next couple of weeks for messages from Snuggles McKeague. Indeed. There's,
4: there are plenty of machinations to go through to prepare it. Then there are plenty more machinations to go through to prepare us. Then we guide ourselves gradually over towards it and then we tell them how wonderful Elvin is. Well, and-
1: I think it is the next system over, actually. From yes. where we are. It's 4.62 light years away from one of our existing systems. And, yeah, so obviously um, we'll
4: be super cruising there.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, and we're just having a look at the, uh, the, the the minor factions that are in this system as well. It's the Wolf 562 Major Inc. are in charge, followed by the Wolf 562 PLC and the Values Party, and they're first, and then the Justice Party. Well, a bunch of splitters, as we know them.
4: Yes, well, I mean, the ruling faction being the major party, we outrank him with the major general.
1: Who is the very model of a modern major general.
4: Indeed. So once we're there, um, controlling the system should be fairly easy because we just outrank them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, it's, we're going to keep an eye, a eye on that one. To we'll have a look at it. Well. Noticing, actually, we've noticed the Black Alliance industries are there. and we, we don't know much about them, but um, they don't earn anything. So um, we'll have to keep an eye on no, that one. But there'll be more news coming.
4: Yes, yeah, so, I mean they're sitting quietly at, at less than five percent. They have no, no assets in the system. Um, and if we do land there, we'll be significantly above them anyway. But obviously, we'll if they're available, we'll get in touch with them and discuss this first.
5: I think we okay. had a post today from the Black Alliance Industries guy commander or whoever on the Hutton on Facebook on the Facebook page, uh, asking us to help him out with some expansiony stuff, and he would be happy to let us. Be in control with the system, point snuggles mm.
1: at it.
4: I will it point, there.
5: yes, yes, I will.
1: Yep, and obviously, um, over in Colonia, um, we have had a couple of commanders, uh, BAM and one or two others, and our friends over from EDS38 over at WNL uh, lending a, uh, a reciprocal helping hand which sounds a bit dodgy, but it isn't, to our friends at the Paladin Consortium who had their home system taken off them over in Colonia. So um, congratulations to Bam and the team there. They've turned a 3-0 loss into a 3-2, soon-to-be-draw 3-3 tomorrow with
0: Excellent. a bit of effort.
1: So they're doing great guns. It's quite nice to train them all up and show them how it all works and so they can take their own system back. And now they are the go-to people in Colonia. That's marvellous. Which is, yeah. It makes you feel warm and fuzzy. By like getting a little um, chick and throwing it out the tree, and the tree, and saying "fly, you bastard!"
4: Indeed, yes.
1: Well, don't don't do that with a cat. Hand. Yeah, don't do that with a cat. <laughs> no. I, I think because the rain is
4: upset. Oh. So, because we mentioned Colonia, because I saw some excitement in the chat earlier, um, Lou Snokers is on his way to Colonia doing a bicky ball run. Um, he did manage to overheat his anaconda and lose a couple of tons of biscuits
1: of uh, sorry of tea, but apart from that, he's doing very well. <laughs> And well, that sounds flying over there uh we had a message from retired navy it one uh, nice to have you back retired navy it one uh correct me if i'm wrong didn't we just expand in the last couple of months uh i think that's just locked down on my waistline to be fair <laughs> uh, anyway right well we we ought, to, we ought to move on uh now oh my goodness gracious me what have we <sighs> I, I i i'm not sure if we're ready for this you know are you really ready for this Have you seen what's coming up next? What's coming up next? Well, um, LCU, I think, has been at the Thargoid Biscuits. Oh, God. Because LCU has decided that he's this season's latest recording artist. And uh, judging by what's normally put out on the charts, this is sure to go straight to number one. (laughs) <laughs> but um, we're, we're going we're gonna to go to the song in a second and then, of course, over to Commander Waterspoon, who must be in danger of getting RSI from all the times he's had to click the upload button for Galnet uh, News Articles this week. But this is um, LCU No Fool Like One with his latest single uh, and followed by Galnet News Digest. Please take it away, Commander Ventura. <laughs>
7: going to the yard and they're like it's better than yours damn right it's better than yours I can take you and it's free of charge the gnosis bring the goids to the yard they're like it's better than yours damn right it's better than yours I can take you and it's free of I charge I know you want it the thing that makes me what the goids go crazy for they lose their mind. The way I wind. I think it's time. La 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 la. Warm it up. La 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 la. The boys are waiting. La 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 la. Warm it up. La 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 la. The goy's awake. My megaship brings the goy's to the yard, and they're like, It's better than yours. Damn right, it's better than yours. I can take you, and it's free of charge. The gnosis brings the goy's to the yard, they're like, It's better than yours. Damn right, it's better than yours. I can take you, and it's free of My charge. I see you're on it. You want me to teach thee techniques that freak our voice. It can't be bored, just know please get caught, watch if you're smart. La 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 la, warm it up, la 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 la, the guys are waiting, la 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 la, warm it up, la 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 la, Our goys are My nigger ship brings our goys to the yard And they're like, it's better than yours Damn right, it's better than yours I can take you, and it's free of charge The gnosis brings the goy to the yard And they're like, it's better than yours Damn right, it's better than yours I can take you, and it's free of charge Oh, once you get involved Everyone will look this way, so You must maintain your charm Same time, maintain your halo Just get the perfect lens that's what you have with him. Then let his eyeballs win. And he's picked up your sense La la, la la, la. Warm it up. La la, la la, la. The goids are waiting. La la, la la, la. Warm it up. La la, la la, la. The are My mega ship brings our goy to the yard, and they're like, it's better than yours. Damn right, it's better than yours. I can take you, and it's free of charge. My mega ship brings our boys to the yard, and they're like, it's better than yours. Damn right, it's better than yours. I can take you, and it's free of charge.
8: News Digest, 17th of September, 33:06. We read the news, so you don't have to. In this week's roundup: State funeral for Prince Harold. No one arrested for Starship One sabotage. Brewing up some starports. Bowling through a blue sky. State funeral for Prince Harold. In a terse statement. The Emperor has confirmed that Prince Harold is dead. It is with great sadness that we announce the passing of our beloved Prince Harold.
9: A state funeral at the Hall of Martyrs is being arranged, and there will be a period of mourning. As is customary for esteemed members of the Imperial family, there will be opportunities
8: for all citizens to honour Harold's memory in an appropriate manner. Princess Ashling also made a brief statement. It's, it's, a, it's a huge loss to us
9: all. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't believe this has happened. He can't be gone. I used to have some sympathy for the Marlinists, but no. They
8: took him from us. They took my daddy. No one arrested for Starship One sabotage. The Federal Intelligence Agency still hasn't arrested anyone for the attempted murder of Jasmina Halsey. And the press are getting restless.
9: They said on Saturday they were about to arrest someone,
8: said a disgruntled hack from the Federal Times.
9: Now it's Thursday and there's not a whiff of anything happening.
8: The FIA is believed to be continuing to work on the investigation behind the scenes.
9: Brewing up some starports. Brewer Corporation thinks we need some more starports and has rustled up a list of ten likely refinery outposts to receive a big-time makeover. Up to five outposts will be upgraded to Orbis starports, and up to five will be upgraded to Coriolis. Sadly, Hutton Orbital doesn't seem to be on the list.
8: Bowling Through a Blue Sky the organisers of the annual Speed Bowl event have announced the venue for this year's event. In a humorous nod to the dozens of Distant World 2 explorers who found their dreams and spaceship dashed upon the hard, rocky surface of the planet known as The View in HR 6164, a planet of modest gravity of 3.3 g's, that very planet has been selected as the location for the racing event, which will be held on the 21st and 22nd of November. In preparation for the event, Organiser, Commander Primetime Casual, has prepared an adjusted list, the Grand Unified Speedball Leaderboard, or Guzzle, showing the fastest speed bowlers ever. Top by Phoebe, who achieved an adjusted 6,280 metres per second. That's a bit faster than 14,000 miles per hour. All the other top spots are held by Verminus, Jua, UA and Akenb. All of the best scores were achieved during Speed Bowl 3 last year, and with improving techniques it's highly likely that all the records will be smashed again this year. In related news, a speed bowler, Commander Sanderling, has withdrawn his threat to give up flying after being assured that commanders in vehicles will be permitted to see in 3D, so he will after all be able to plummet through blue skies and explode picturesquely within tenuous atmospheres. <laughs> And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We read the news so you don't have to.
2: Oh, thank you, Commander Wotherspoon. And um, was that Beetle Jude? I can't blame him for taking on an apprentice, not with the amount of work we have at the moment. But the way he's managed to take all of that news and digest it, I'll tell you what, I'm looking forward to his new series, Man vs News. Now, before Flossie gives us all of the information we didn't know we needed to know about the CGs, we've got another short potted biography of one of our crew.
8: It's time for a quick peek Behind the Curtain. A series showing the lives of our radio crew when they're away from Studio 5. This time it's Mia Harkness.
5: Ms Harkness is Hutton Orbital Radio's apology officer, forced to apologise for each and every mistake made in the name of Hutton. So you'll understand she really doesn't get much time off to be herself. Most listeners aren't aware but Mia is actually 2.5 metres tall, which makes moving around indoors very difficult. Couple that with a really strong built-in clumsiness, and it's easy to see why she grew up learning to apologise for everything. This did make her a natural for the job of apology officer, though Hutton has occasionally been accused of taking advantage of her nature by teaching her to apologise for other people as well. Mia is usually encouraged to broadcast remotely, as Studio 5 really is quite small, so Mia sends in her reports from the frozen, windowless garret, which is north as there is nothing valuable to break in those latitudes.
3: Hello, it's Flossie here with this week's C G news, and it feels so good to be saying that again. Last week's first of all, uh, last week's C C C G rescuing passengers from burning stations. This event has gone really well and is still ongoing, currently with 117 truckers taking part, and 538,625 passengers rescued between all four stations. Very well done to all participants. Now for this week's new CGs. Following the recent announcement that some refinery outposts would be converted to starports to aid fleet carrier owners in refuelling their tritium, there are two companies who will be responsible for these conversions. Both companies have requested commodities to be delivered to facilitate the conversions. Kavanagh Space Frames Starport Initiative Susanna Haynes, CEO of Kavanagh Space Frames Limited, stated, With the Galactic Community's help, we can upgrade a maximum of five outposts into orbit starports. Our intermediaries, Tench Universal Holdings, will accept deliveries of building fabricators, power generators and thermal cooling units at Blower Hub in the Tench system. Steel Castle Starport Initiative Dean Bradigan, Director of Steel Castle Incorporated, said... For travellers who find the familiar sight of Coriolis stations welcoming, here's a chance to build up to five more. We ask for shipments of bauxite, galite, and rutile to be delivered to CQC Holdings at Tenghui Station in the Naga system. The number of starports will depend on the amount of materials delivered. The target systems in order of priority are Fiogin. HR 4979, Wolf 294, Lambda 2 Tukani, Potuiti, LHS 4058, Chakpa, Gali Bees, Ata Kefi and Nina Bin. If successful, upgrading will be done for the start of October. Both initiatives start today 17th September and will run for one week. If the final targets for a campaign are met earlier than planned, it will end immediately. And that's this week's CG News. When
2: the Flossie told you what to do
4: Thank you, Flossie. Why can't Norma sound like that? Anyway, (laughs) it's, it's time for this week's sports results, read this week by the Apology Officer.
5: Good evening. Welcome to the Sports Roundup, sponsored by the Hutton Helper. The helper that gets you going and then tells you just how far you've come. There has naturally been some disruption to the normal programme of unlikely sports matches this week due to the unexpected boom-boom, help-help, hot-hot, ow-ow, go-go, few-few, again-again of the rescues that started last Thursday and necessitated the absence of most of our volunteer firemen plus those looking to top up their tan in a hurry. Nevertheless, we've still managed to have a credible field of entrance, and we're pleased to announce the results of the following galactic competition. Eyes down, check your coupons for the following. The loneliness of the long-distance flyer long jump, jump jump trophy. The I don't give a flying truck weightlifting. The mission district vocational training medal. The... Plenty of Bounties Challenge, sponsored by Desperate Dan, is an innocent campaign. The Learning to Fight Outside the Box Cup. And finally the If You Can't Stand the Heat, call for a Taxi, Relocation Relay. In the loneliness of the long-distance flyer, long jump, jump jump trophy, Confident Shatter Mage showed early form, moving steadily away from the rest of the field, even pausing to stop and admire the view in his rear view mirror still bouncing Hojo the Fool and Boloff Petunas into a distance joint second. In the I Don't Give a Flying Truck weightlifting competition, no one, no one managed to work out how to actually get out of their dressing room. So there are no prizes, but we're mentioning Eros Maddenburg. I'll start that again. Eros Maddenlund. Because it'll save us having to send a Christmas card. Hi Eros. The Mission District Vocational Training Medal was rained off due to, well, rain. The Plenty of Bounties Challenge was dominated by Alex Zuno, other, comp- other the competition's retired art. Oh, you I will. Well. Fighting for the honour of Alvin and the Learning to Fight Outside the Box Cup was Legion underscore R917th who made Attic 2, usually a strong contender, look like he was fighting with one hand tied behind his back and narrowly missed giving Attic 2 a bloody nose. The pick people up and drop them challenge cup was fiercely fought and the next heat is ongoing as we speak. The first round went to Texas Stew, narrowly beating Noctavagas on points, but we expect this to be a closely fought contest and the Hutton Helper is there to report every step of the way. And here are the classified results. Shattermage, 138 million. Rest of the field, who cares? Alex Zuno, over 252 million. Bandages and a trip to the first aid tent, everyone else. Legion, R917th, 36 and a half million. Attic two, 25 million. Texas Stew, 25,000. Noctavagas, 21,000. Queen of the South, 0. Stenhouse Muir, 0. 4 for 4 East five 5. You have one no-score draw on your coupon. Could the winners who have not previously obtained the Hutton decal that Shattermage and Legion R917, please contact the race organizers to collect their Hutton decal for their ships and SRVs, and we can also arrange for the loan of an iron to press it on. And finally, the Hutton Long Distance Challenge has had some gallant attempts this week with Chandaman making the trek in 1 hour 23 minutes 46 seconds, coincidentally beating sticky winnets by the narrow margin of just seven seconds. Of course, these times, though splendid, do not earn them a place in the honour, a place of honour in the Hall of Fame as that's been held for the last eight solid months by Brett Riverboat at one hour, 22 minutes and 31 seconds, which is 73 seconds faster than the nearest player this week. With the Galaxy's oddest sports being reported each week, why not see if you can get your name up in lights. All you need to do is go to hot.forthemug.com and download or register for the and Helper, then truck like a trucking trucker should.
3: Always nice to see our galactic athletes flex flex their muscles. We've got another advert from the bottom of our bag of tricks. Then it's Amelia with the Galnet Food Digest.
1: Hello, this is Snoswell. Here at CompareTheCommodityMarket.gal, we have been compiling statisticals for weeks. Alvin has been working like dog, locked in station warehouse. If you want extra two credits for every tonne of scrapping for Hutted, if you need to find somewhere to sell Centauri Mega Gin, sign up now for a complicated website and receive free mongoose toy. Me and my mate Winner have been using it for days and made an extra 200 credits. Join up now. Complex!
0: Good evening. This is Amelia Hawke reporting for the Gullnet Food Digest. I try the galaxy's most rare and dangerous foods, so you don't have to. This week, we're venturing away from the planetside locations of previous tasting sessions and out into deep space, to try something a little bit different. In deep space, humanity has discovered life forms of strange and mysterious shapes and sizes, from Stolon pods to life forms in various shapes categorized as mollusks. Whilst not uncommon, all of these can be found throughout the galaxy. There is, however, a specific form of spacefaring life that is common to only one location in the galaxy the Balthazine Vacuum Krill, found only in asteroids near to planet 4b. Krill, as we know from the history of Earth, were a tiny crustacean, crunchy on the outside and soft on the inside and eaten in vast numbers by whales in Earth's oceans. They no longer exist in their natural environment, which led to the extinction on Earth of many species of filter-feeding crustaceans. Here in Balthazine, spacefaring xenobiologists discovered a creature, similarly crunchy on the outside, with a strong exoskeleton and softer on the inside. This hardened shell, despite the tiny size of the vacuum krill, is what gives it the ability to survive in space. They live clustered around water deposits on the rocky asteroids, which coincidentally have just about enough carbon on them to create a sustainable biome. The krill themselves are cream and appear to use a process not unlike photosynthesis in plants to generate the energy they need. They have sharp mandibles, able to burrow into rock and extract the necessary minerals and the icy water deposits provide the missing piece of the puzzle. They propagate from their watery homes by a process rather unceremoniously being referred to as spurting quite simply ejaculating a bubble of liquid containing their progeny away from the surface of the asteroid. Tens of millions of the creatures spawn at once, giving the space around the asteroids a green milky hue at certain times in their cycle. As with many creatures in the galaxy, humanity's first thought is to stick one in its mouth and see if it's edible. Which, by the way, it isn't. At least not without some preparation. Early pilots, having determined that they weren't actually toxic, soon discovered that the tiny burrowing creatures would make an awful mess of their insides if ingested alive, and killing them was very hard. However, using a combination of heat, a diamond-edged blender, or a microscope and some molecular tweezers, they discovered that the insides of the creatures were both delicious and nutritious. In more recent times, entrepreneurs visit the system at just the right time, harvesting floating vacuum krill and processing them en masse into the galaxy's smallest prawns. A vacuum krill prawn cocktail, complete with dodgy 1970s Mary Rose sauce, takes over a week to harvest. Buttery balthazine garlic krill is a tiny mouthful which will leave you begging for more. Popping a balthazine bellini into my mouth, the flavour is unlike anything else I've tasted. It has a metallic flavour, imparted from the minerals of the source asteroid, but cut through with a unique sweet tone from the natural sugars created from their basking in distant sunlight. It's rare. Extremely rare. They can only be harvested when they're at the surface ready to. spurt. Or by scooping the gloop floating between asteroids. As for the danger, well, those tiny teeth, when they reach your ship's hull in the millions, will latch on and start to munch. No matter the engineering on your hull, they'll chew through just about anything, drawn towards the mineral components throughout your vessel, any moisture, and they'll settle down only to burst forth at the right part of their cycle. Even one left alive on your ship can turn into a big Problem a few months later, as your ship is quite literally devoured from the inside out. Oh, and the equipment to prepare them? It's frighteningly expensive. This is Amelia Hawke reporting for the Galnet Food Digest. We stick tiny krill on monofilament wires and barbecue them over a light bulb so you don't have to. I'm off to devour a million or two of them as part of a sesame vacuum krill toast and just exceedingly happy that I've not discovered their natural predator whilst floating around this rock.
1: Thank you very much, Amelia. Right, well, lots of content on the show tonight, but we're we're coming along to the, the next bit of the show, which uh, is going to be the Sky Tonight. Now, this is uh, brought to you every single week by uh, Commander Snoz and Commander Rampage, and uh, as they dig into some of the science behind uh, the galaxy, the, the astronomical Uh, features of the galaxy that you can see as you're out there flying in your ship Um, I know we've covered all sorts of things in the last few weeks but I think this is part two of a two-parter so please take it away Commander Ventura
10: Good evening and welcome once more to the sky tonight. I'm Sir T and as ever I'm here to guide you through the skies around Hutton as well as the science sights and sounds of the galaxy we call home. As always I have with me to help educate, entertain and extirpate our correspondent from Oop Noor, the Supreme Me Down to Hutton, the Northern Ninja himself, Norman Ski. Hello everyone. This week... As promised,
11: we'll be talking further about how supernovae come about and the various types that occur. I still want to know where's the champagne. So, what does it all
10: mean? Er, he's supposed to say that. Aye, what does it all mean? As we explained last week, a supernova is a powerful and luminous stellar explosion. Supernovae are transient astronomical events that occur during the last evolutionary stage of a star's life cycle. Tonight, we'll delve further and discover the various ways that they occur. Astronomers classify supernovae according to their light curves and the absorption of lines of different chemical elements that appear in their spectra. If a supernova's spectrum contains a line of hydrogen, it is classified type 2. Otherwise, it is type 1. In each of these two types, there are subdivisions according to the presence of lines from other elements or the shape of the light curve. Light curves, you say? Like Aisling Devals? No, but I can't deny she had lovely curves. Anyway, as I was saying, in the shape of the light curve. The light curve is a graph of the supernova's apparent magnitude or brightness over time.
11: Type 1 supernovae are typically subdivided on the basis of their spectra. With type one A showing a strong ionized silicon absorption line. Type one supernovae without this strong line are classified as type one B and one C, with type one B showing a strong neutral helium
10: lines and type one C lacking them. The supernovae of type two can also be subdivided based on their spectra. While most type two supernovae show very broad emission lines which indicate expansion velocities of many thousands of kilometers per second, some have relatively narrow features in their spectra. These are called type two n, where the n stands for narrow, funnily enough. A few supernovae appear to change types, showing lines of hydrogen at early times, but over a period of weeks to months becoming dominated by the lines of helium. The term Type 2b is used to describe the combination of features normally associated with types 2 and 1b. Type 2 supernovae with normal spectra dominated by broad hydrogen lines that remain for the life of the decline are classified on the basis of their light curves. Supernovae that do not fit into the normal classifications are designated Peculiar or Pec. The supernovae type codes
11: we've spoken about describe the light observed from supernovae. Not necessarily its cause. For example, type 1a supernovae are produced by runaway fusion ignited on degenerate white dwarf progenitors. Whilst the spectrally similar type 1b or c are produced from massive wolf rayet progenitors by core collapse. Let's look at what are currently believed to be the most plausible explanations for supernovae.
10: Type 1a supernovae are produced by thermal runaway. In this instance, a white dwarf star may accumulate sufficient material from a stellar companion to raise its core temperature enough to ignite carbon fusion, at which point it undergoes runaway nuclear fusion. There are three avenues by which this detonation is theorised to happen. Stable accretion of material from a companion, the collision of two white dwarfs, or accretion that causes ignition in a shell that then ignites the core. Despite the general uncertainty over how type 1a supernovae are produced, type 1a supernovae have very uniform properties and are useful standard candles over intergalactic distances.
11: Type 1b, C supernovae on the other hand, come about through the process of core collapse. Very massive stars can undergo core collapse when nuclear fusion becomes unable to sustain the core against its own gravity. Passing this threshold is the cause of all types of supernovae except type 1a. The collapse may cause violent expulsion of the outer layers of the star resulting in a supernova. Or the release of gravitational potential energy may be sufficient and the star may collapse into a black hole or neutron star with little radiated energy. Much in the same way, Lail implodes when Cecil goes
10: out on Raz. Core collapse can be caused by several different mechanisms.
11: When a massive star develops an iron core larger than the Chandrasekhar mass, it will no longer be able
10: to support itself and will collapse further to a neutron star or a black hole. Electron capture by magnesium in a degenerate oxygen neon magnesium core causes gravitational collapse followed by explosive oxygen fusion with very similar results. Degenerate? Like do Come Independence Party? No, and let's keep politics even of that sort out of this. A third mechanism is
11: that of electron-positron pair production in a large post helium burning core. Removes thermodynamic support and causes initial collapse followed by runaway fusion, resulting in pair instability supernova.
10: Finally, a sufficiently large and hot stellar core may generate gamma rays, energetic enough to initiate photodisintegration, which will cause a complete collapse of the core. And breathe. We hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. Next week we'll take a look at one of my particular favourites of the night sky, the Pleiades. No champagne? No, this is an oasis of calm, not an oasis concert. Until next week, I've been Serenity. And I drink my Fujin tea by putting my milk in the mug first. Bug! He's been Norman Ski, and he's a philistine.
1: And we're back. Oh, crikey. My, my, my brain is expanding every single week listening to that lot. Wouldn't you love to see one of those? Oh, but they're rare, aren't they? Luckily for us. They're, they're very rare. But I'd, I'd love to see one of those, albeit from far away and not very close, because
5: it might get a bit dangerous. Isn't Beetlejuice one of the ones that could go any time? No, no, Be- Beetlejuice
1: Be- Beetle is uh, Commander Wotherspoon's <laughs> new apprentice. Yes,
5: yeah, not Beetle-Jude, Beetlejuice or guys.
1: Oh right oh don't say it too many times, will you
5: yeah yeah otherwise i think if it goes if it goes, we won't know for six hundred years though
1: yeah, but only if we stand on earth and look for it, yeah, yeah, but we're not we're we're at no. an orbital, which is a a smidge closer
5: yeah, yep, so five hundred and ninety six five hundred and ninety five point six
1: yeah, that's something like that <clears throat> yeah anyway, well, yeah well, it hasn't gone yet, so obviously no. it's an overdue so supernova yeah. Well, we've reached towards the the end of the show now. We had a little bit of a late start, but um, an apologies once again um, on behalf of the apology officer for the technical problems we've had this week. Um, we will be back next Thursday at 8.30 in the evening. Uh, approximately uh, if you're in the uk or um, 7 if you're running on utc or something else if you're somewhere else in the world um this of course will be uploaded to all good podcast and youtube and whatever else outlets after the show so uh, if you missed this and you are listening again you've just managed to catch this on a catch-up service well done or you could listen to it again i suppose if you really wanted to uh, my thanks to the entire team Thanks to Commander Wotherspoon and to Beetle Jude for the Galnet News Digest. Thanks very much to LCU, No Fool Like One, for making everybody's ears bleed earlier. Uh, We can't work out whether it was genius or not, but we're going to go with genius because, yeah. It made me laugh anyway. Um, And thank you very much to Snoz and Rampage for the sky tonight. And, of course, the the live crew themselves. To Flossie.
3: Right, Thank you.
1: To Deadmeat. For the mug. To the Apology Officer. For the mug. To Amelia.
0: For the mug.
1: And Palantir. It's always for the mug.
0: For the mug.
3: Last
1: (laughs) but not least, to Commander Ventura. For the mug. And, of course, to our listener, thank you very much indeed for tuning in. We will see you next week. When it's green room time. Yeah, green room week next week. Ooh, Ooh, it is, yes. Come into the green room, say hi.
5: I'll bring the dettle. That was succinct.
1: <laughs> and well, kill conversation. <laughs> For the mark! For the mug, quick! For
6: the mug, For the For the mug! Mug
12: Cargo too small. The profit margins never really mattered at all. We're gonna take the cargo where it's needed today. Super cruising all across the Milky Way. We'll take anything, anytime, anywhere. Loading up the t to the brim with brass. Father the Father follow Yeah, you know just where we're coming from. Father the father follow the Now everybody sing the hutt and trucker song. Follow to crash into the sun. Swibble acts the pilot on the Xbox One. Alvin at the front, you know he leads us well. Truck across the galaxy, now everybody yell. Falling back, Father back. Yeah, you know just where we're coming from. Father back, the back. Now everybody sing the hut and Trucker song. Father back.
5: cordially invited to join us in a rousing rendition of Kumbaya Two, three, four, 3, Kumbaya my lord, Kumbaya Kumbaya my lord, Kumbaya Kumbaya
12: my lord, Kumbaya oh lord Kumbaya
6: Nayo